1: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. How bad is it on Capitol Hill? Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly gives us a bird's-eye view from his perspective.
2: There's no effort for unity. There's a lot of talk about that. But when it comes down to it on the House side, and I think it's the same on the Senate.
1: And governors are being urged to reinstate mask mandates and other COVID restrictions to stave off what President Joe Biden is calling a possible fourth surge of COVID. Dr. Mark Horn is president of the Mississippi State Medical Association. At our hospital, we've seen a dramatic decrease. And when I talk to Dr. Thomas Dobbs
3: most Friday afternoons, we've been talking about the numbers going down. And when you look at the numbers across the state, they are improving. There may be certain localities in the state that are having little minor outbreaks and flare ups, but uh, no, the state as a whole is doing great.
1: As for a spring break effect, he says they usually see about a 7 to 14 day delay on those cases. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: There's
3: not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it calls to bring you into this world, and when you leave it, and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or
4: start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. A
1: pair of high-profile bills did not make it across the finish line at the Capitol this year. After lawmakers emerged from conference weekend, the language of the Senate's medical marijuana bill
5: and the House proposal to eliminate the state income tax had each been removed from the legislation that they were placed into after both had initially died. The Senate's marijuana proposal was a fail-safe in case the state Supreme Court strikes down Initiative 65,
1: while the House income tax proposal will likely be brought back in 2022. And gas prices are still rising, but fuel analyst Troy Lundberg says it's at a much slower rate.
6: In these two weeks, the price is up a nickel. The new average is two ninety four. This is a very small increase compared to recently. It's also up $0.77 cents since early November and up $0.79 cents from one year ago.
1: Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
7: Sports Mississippi. I'm Dixon Williams. Baseball action back on Thursday. Saw Ole Miss suffer their first SEC loss to Florida, four to one. Then last night, Ole Miss beat Florida eight to two. The Rebels are now twenty-one-one and five-seven and one in the SEC. We'll wrap up that series in Florida today at noon. Then in start ball- on Thursday night, Mississippi State beat Kentucky eight to one. Then last night, the Bulldogs beat the Wildcats three to two. Mississippi State now 19-7, 4-4 in the SEC. They'll wrap that series up in Starkville at 2 o'clock this afternoon, one thirty airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Then back on Thursday, Southern Miss opened the Conference USA Series in San Antonio, beat the Roadrunners 9-1, to then won game one of a doubleheader Friday, 13-9 to in 10 innings, were leading late in the second game on Friday. They'll wrap that series up with game four of that Conference USA Series in San Antonio today. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi.
2: By now, most of the farmers in North Mississippi know us, and a whole lot of people who love this land for hunting and fishing know us as well. Mississippi Land Bank has helped finance farmland, farm equipment, country homes, and recreational land for more than 100 years. We know the people, the crops, and the best fishing spots as well. We know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. Visit mslandbank.com.
7: The NCAA basketball tournament is down to the final four. And Gonzaga is the number one seed. They're undefeated. They'll take on UCLA, who is the number 11 seed. And then Baylor is the number one seed. And they'll take on the Houston Cougars who are in the Final Four for the first time since the five Slamma-Jamma days, Alakeem Olajuwon. Houston comes in as the number two seed. Gonzaga is unbeaten, and they knocked off Norfolk State, Oklahoma, and Creighton on the way to the Final Four, as well as Southern Cal. And then UCLA knocked off Michigan. And also Alabama of the Southeastern Conference to get to the final four. Baylor went through Harford, Wisconsin, and Villanova and Arkansas to get to the final four. Houston went through Cleveland State, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Oregon State to reach the final four. And the national championship game will be in Indianapolis on Monday, April the fifth. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
0: your host, the Empress of Everything Green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you.
9: Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Yes, indeed, your very own green goddess is here. <laughs> Somebody called me that this week, and I thought that was so funny. Yes, I know it's a dressing. I know it comes in a bottle, and certainly, <laughs> you can't bottle this. My name's Nellie Neal. I am known as the Garden Mama. Thank you very, very much for putting me in your ear today, or whenever you happen to be listening to this broadcast. You know, these things. Uh, about the second thing I learned about doing radio is that. Whatever you say goes on and on into infinity. And that's how come we hear when we get radio waves back from other places, we always understand how many thousands of years it has been since that noise was generated. Well, guess what? This noise is generating in the same way. It's going the other direction. So, hey, y'all, all all out there, wherever it is and whatever year it is where you are, (laughs) thank you very much for deciding that gardening is important. Guess what? If we don't eat, if we don't have flowers, both our tummies and our hearts are the less for it. so let's get talking triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven that is the super talk call line It's available to you oftentimes on a weekend like this, a holiday weekend, there are people traveling about, they put on the radio, and all of a sudden they hear this woman chirping about, oh, cyanobacteria and, you know, going to buds and blooms and planting herbs and all the events that are happening this spring. Well, that's me. And so thank you very much for being here. Um, that makes a, a big difference to me. Of course, we can't do this program without uh, some some texts as well, and they have already begun to pop in. As always, the C-SPAR text line is open to you, six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five Now, one of the things that happens at this time of the year is that we want to know what in the world that is. So those pictures are coming in on the text line. Kent and Brandon, I believe that is a Carl Bell's azalea. I could be wrong, but I have grown them, pruned them, loved them for a long time, so I believe that's what that one is. Carl Bell's is one of those... Small-flowered, small-leafed azaleas that's actually not a small plant. It's about four feet tall and um, a lovely one, sometimes bigger if you don't prune it. Remember, prune, prune, prune right after they bloom, bloom, bloom. It's azalea time. Let's not miss this. When you buy the house and the azaleas are up over your front windows, you know, you can't see out. <laughs> or you go and you walk around the back of the house that you just rented and you realize that you can't get in the back door because the azaleas are up over the top. Well, those have not been pruned. The good news is we can prune azaleas right after they bloom anytime within that first month. And whether they are once bloomers or whether they are the encore type that will bloom again several more times this year, you're going to have the plant in its happiest condition. And you might be able to see out your windows or get in your back door a little bit better. Greg's in Nettleton today, also on the text line. Good morning. Thank you very much for popping in. Mike, of course, is on the text line. Um, it, Mike's always got such beautiful flowers, too. This is the the native azalea, and uh, I, I love it. it, it I'm, I'm hoping you're healing up from last week, Mike. I, I hope things are better from your fall But that sure is a beautiful, beautiful plant. Just lovely, lovely, lovely. Beautiful thing. Um, Let's see. Is it too late from Robbie and Amory? Is it too late to trim Nandinas? Well, Nandinas don't really care. I mean, you can, if you were interested in having them make flowers and berries, probably don't want to cut on them if on the other hand it's a short little plant with lots of colorful leaves and it doesn't make fruit anyway and you need to take a little couple of inches off that's fine they're, they're beginning to grow for the year right now and it, it shouldn't be any trouble at all to get that to work um let's see and can I trim yellow bells I wouldn't trim yellow bells either at this moment I mean I, I, I have to tell you that it depends on which one there's like four plants called yellow bells but I'm what I'm thinking of um I'll I'll Think of the regular name for it and let you know here in just a moment. I hope everybody's holiday weekend is going to be safe and gorgeous and beautiful. Um, uh, there are so many events in the garden world cranking up next week, particularly it's, it's sort of a good thing. You know, ordinarily in central Mississippi, The last frost is around the 15th of March. Um, Moving farther north around Memphis, it's already, it should be happening. Well, guess what? It is happening everywhere. And so that's why, it's not the latest that ever happened. The latest freeze frost that ever happened in central Mississippi was in the early 20th century sometime. But it it is, it's a little bit late on the frosty side. The good news is everything's looking pretty good. Everything's um, not going to, tear us apart i don't think when it comes to things like the gardens of madison county tour i I think they're going to be perfectly fine and be absolutely beautiful now that of course is coming up um, on april the 29th through may the 1st and i'm i'm talking to you about that now we're going to talk a whole lot about it next week but i want you to know that if you are interested in tickets this is the place to talk so send me a text Let me know what I need is your mailing address, snail mail, and your email address so that we can get in touch with you and get those tickets to you. Um, the folks at Humana in Ridgeland, the super-duper folks there, are sponsoring these tickets to us. And I look forward to talking next week um, about it a whole lot more with Janice Posey. No, I'm sorry, not Janice Posey. That's the wrong person, um, Stacy Carter. That's going to be fun. We're going to have a really nice talk about the gardens that are coming up on the tour. and. Uh, there's a, there's always something interesting in these tours. You know the benefit is goes in this particular case to Madison Regional Academy. It's super school, and they have really great folks in their garden family. So I look forward to talking about that and uh, getting you all some tickets. That event is at the end of April and early May. It's going to be a beautiful time. So if you'd like to send an email, you can always do that to Mama On Air at yahoo dot com. Tell me just you want a couple of tickets. And you can also, of course, do that here. You can send it in on the text line, or you can call and tell Raleigh, and he'll be kind enough to write it down because he's here to answer your phone calls today. Now, I don't see any bunny ears, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be a quiet holiday. But I'm I'm glad to know that uh, you all are here with us on the text line today as well. Let's see. Um, oh, what else has Greg got going on? <laughs> right. Oh, oops, he's got a mo mo mo. Uh oh. <laughs> That's a busy day. And and indeed it's going to be uh this is this is the truth. I, my front garden front lawn rather is is has been wet. But the back lawn's really wet. <laughs> so, the back is mow what grows. It doesn't care as much. It can be done with a weed eater if necessary, but the front really does need to be cut and it it looks pretty good. Looks a whole lot better. Um let's see. I love that. Um this is fun. Jeremy and Brandon used um the the Tupperware's and uh covered up the small covered up with small Tupperware cups to cover his tulip blossoms and only lost one. That's great. I hope they had nice long stems. My tulips are blooming on very short stems because of that warm couple of weeks that we had after they I mean the the, the, the tulips are funny. Darwin hybrids are the most reliable in zones 7, 8 and 9. Okay? They can overcome a whole lot more than parrot tulips and other fancy, what I call the fancy tulips. But I have parrot tulips, and they're lovely, and I'm enjoying them in in little tiny vases because they have little tiny short stems. That's because there are a couple of things that can cause this. Either you didn't put them in the refrigerator, okay, because we have to give them a cold treatment. And that's why we buy them in October and refrigerate them until sometime in December and then plant or because after we planted, and you'll remember this was the case, there were warm weeks, and that affects the tulips in the ground. So the, those of you who have beautiful, tall tulips, congratulations. You did better than me. And that's not really all that unusual, I don't think. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um, it's a good idea, though, when you are trying to protect the flowers, certainly to cover them up. I will tell you that anything you covered up, please uncover it because it it's gonna be much warmer in the next in the coming days. Um, that is one of the sad stories is to see that uh, beautiful whatever you covered up, you know the the new little plant or the one that was had just come into bloom and you forget and the sun gets on it. it,'s never a good thing, never a good thing. I had lots of questions um, last week. That I thought were interesting and, frankly, a really wide range. So that's what ended up going into the newsletter this week, all things Garden Mama. Um, and I wanted to just express my gratitude. This has, in fact, been gratitude week around here, and I am, I'm expressing gratitude not only for those of you who are interested in the newsletter and interested in coming with me to Patreon and all of these things. First of all, I'm I'm grateful that you're a gardener. I'm grateful that you mow your yard even. If people say, I'm not a gardener, all I do is mow my yard. Well, guess what? In this world, that makes you a gardener, or as my old friend, uh, Mr. Ball said, it makes you a yardener. That was a good term. He used to be the, the, uh, the gardener on the Today Show and those kinds of things, and was an interesting fellow that invented a term that we didn't really have catch on, but it could have. He said that there are too many people that think they don't grow anything because what they basically do is cut their lawn. <laughs> you know, and so you're not growing it, but you've got to grow it in order for it to be there to cut. So there is still an awful lot of growing going on. Um, speaking of growing, there's a bunch of things happening, and I have to tell you that if, if I was a gardener, April 10th would be the day. And it will be because I'll be speaking at Buds and Blooms in Brookhaven at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, a few other things that are going on, though, on that day. If you're in Louisiana, hey, y'all, um, the Folsom Spring Garden Festival is also happening in Folsom, Louisiana. Great growers over there, great plants, a good time. That's going to be April the 10th as well. And um, let me see. The week after that comes up on, of course, the Garden Clubs of Mississippi's event to benefit their gardens at the Mississippi Museum of Art. Art, Soul, and Bloom. Get in touch with them at GardenClubOfJackson.com. Oops, here's another one. I'm sorry. Go backwards. Roll the clock back. Okay. April 10th. I will be at Buds and Blooms in Brookhaven at 1 o'clock. The Folsom Spring Garden Festival is going on over in Louisiana. Those things too far away for you? Well, then get yourself to Clinton. In Clinton, Mississippi, there will be the Clinton Community Nature Center Spring Native Plant Sale, uh, an event that I'm happy to say I was able to help originate when I was working there. Wonderful plant list, super-duper plant list. If you're into native plants or if you just want to support an organization that really does a great job, get yourself to the Clinton Community Nature Center on again April the 10th everything's happening on the 10th this year um 8 to 1 and the the sale has, I mean the list is huge you can go of course visit them um online as well and get information about what they're going to have for sale no pre sales from what i understand you actually have to be right there <laughs> you have to actually be right there okay okay um let's see John's been out um, walking the, the 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 world again, and I don't know if this where this one is exactly, but this is just beautiful. The rain's had all winter to uncover what lies beneath. That's true. Beautiful thing. It's a
2: beautiful point.
9: Just gorgeous. And as he says, there are not any mosquitoes or horseflies right now, so it's a particularly good time. Keep I, your fingers crossed. I have to say. When I came back to the South, I grew up in the South, and then I lived away, and then I came back. And when I came back, I was amazed that I was able to camp when I lived in the South, because when I came back, if I didn't have a screen porch, I wasn't interested. I had camped all over the place, but it's the mosquitoes that really do um, set me on edge. And it turns out, (laughs) I'm not wrong, they're dangerous, but the the whole experience of the humidity and, and trying to sleep in a tent is different here. So... If you think you don't like to go camping, go now. Go in October. Forget the summer. (laughs) Go to the screen porch by the lake in the summer. I'm telling you. We have great parks across our state. (laughs) You can go. It's fun. But April... Everybody's a gardener in April. Everybody's jumping up and going and doing stuff, and that makes the perfect time for all of these great events. Um, of course, on the, the 24th is the Metro Area Master Gardener Sale. Please contact the Master Gardeners in your area. Find out when their sale is going to be because, quite frankly, you can't beat it. And then April 30th to May 2nd is uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy's Gardens of Madison County. Again, you want some tickets? I've got them. You just get in touch. that's a lot of calendar you can see why there used to be people that actually worked for publications and all they did was calendar because there's so many events but especially here in the springtime we really love to talk to first-time gardeners newbies you folks maybe you're growing something you didn't grow before Um, I, I started one of the craziest conversations around here that ever has been had I think when i revealed that I was growing edamame a couple of years ago. I still get questions about that. No, I'm not growing any right this minute, but it was easy. It was delicious. There's no reason not to grow edible soybeans. We certainly grow everything else, right? Well, that's right. Some news for you from the world of science. Um, we remember that a few years back there was a lot of work being done on Beautyberry plant as one of the... Um, Sources of new non deet insect repellents, okay? Those, those things are all out there working. Well, guess what? When it comes to your environment, though, what do you, you can, you can't always plant beauty berries right up next to you. It doesn't work that way anyhow. But we always hear about citronella, and we hear about pennyroyal, um, being repelling to, repelling fleas. And we've got a new one now from the duh file. Collaborative research from Northwestern University and Lund University, uh, it's catnip, (laughs) of all things. The research is now showing us that the catnip compounds are at least as effective as the synthetic insect repellents. That would be the DEETs. And for those of us who, like me, have... uh, I, I I don't I'm not opposed to DEET. Clearly, I don't want to get stung by mosquitoes, but it does make me swoon after a while. <laughs> I'm not whoo I'm not that happy with it. So uh, it, it's the, the catnip though, and its active ingredient. Um, I love that the fact that this word has always been around, and it's so hard to say. But Pliny the Elder even talked about ne- nepetalactone. Nepetalactone. Great, that's right. Um, being used for millennia to keep off insect pests, and that, of course, is the active ingredient in catnip. So for those of you who don't plant beds of catnip, I suggest you think about it. And for those of you who do, well, I guess that's why we all enjoy our cats hanging around in the catnip beds. I grow mine in a big pot, and they flatten it, and then I pick it back up, and they flatten it, but they love it. They're all addicted, and I'm happy about that. Puts them in a better mood. Now, you know what kind of time of year this is. It's springtime. We got a lot to do. So let's start right now with Lucinda Williams. Let's get right. It's weekend gardening. Stick around.
5: Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on hybid.com. Hybid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. Hybid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search, and it's easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to hybid.com. that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and see what everyone is talking
3: ridgeland medical clinic is a proud sponsor of the gallo radio show conveniently located in ridgeland off highway 51 north in the oak place shopping center call them to see jody adams today
9: are you turning 65 humana can provide answers to your medicare questions including what are my medicare plan options which medicare plan is right for me and how do i choose a medicare plan listening learning and providing whole health support It meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent.
11: Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it.
4: This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by The Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 south in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination.
9: Yes, indeed, it is all right. Welcome into weekend gardening. Thank you so very much for being here today for deciding that there 's green things you want to talk about, like all these wonderful textures hopping in here on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five Well, Robbie, I looked up the other plant that I think is yellow bells and it 's a clematis variety, and I doubt that you have that so i 'm going with the one that we know more commonly as yellow bells which is either called Esperanza or it's called Tacoma Stands, and it's a yellow flowering perennial. I would not cut it back now unless, there's always an unless, unless there's some absolutely dead stems in it. You can certainly take those out, but I wouldn't disturb it otherwise because this is when it should actually take off and be growing, okay? Um, I don't want you to prune it. And let's see, um, Andrea in Madison is going to get some tickets to the Gardens of Madison County. You, you can, too. Just send me a note. Send me your name, mailing address. We'll get them out to you. Um, the folks at Humana are sponsoring that, and I'm so excited. They're just doing us a, jo- a really, really nice favor with that. Let's see, another question today. Um, David's in Oxford, and his bay laurel tree got left out in the freeze in a container but it does still have green on the stems yes it's alive come on now <laughs> they're not fast growers i'm not saying you might not want to pick up another plant if you happen to run into one at the garden center but by all means don't give up on that one um i've even i have a few brown tips and browned edges on the the bay laurel in my container even down here in jackson in central mississippi but all i do for those leaves I pluck them off, cut off the part that browned, and then I chop those up. They go into the crab boil. They go into the, you know, the things that are going to actually be spice mixes that I don't need them to be as perfect looking. Still going to have good taste. Um, In fact, I made black-eyed peas yesterday and uh, went out and got two pretty old leaves because, you know, it's just, just want the flavor and sometimes the flavor is better in the older leaves Um, and, and popped off the part that was brown, threw it in the contain threw it in the, the stew pot and it they were great, no problem with any of that. When you've got things right now though that you're looking at, for example, you may your azaleas may be blooming as beautifully as Brian's um, showing us from that's a great video, uh from Ocean Springs, looking at the what looks like an entire bank of Formosa azaleas. And you know, the thing that you you think classically when you when you think of uh the masters, you know, or those other places where they really show off pilgrimage, or those kind of things where they show off azaleas. This is this is that beautiful. Um, that and, and you may be thinking to yourself, "Gosh, I wish they would bloom forever." Well, they don't. And the good news is they bloom every year. And the older you get, the faster the years go by. <laughs> so all I can tell you is, far as I'm concerned, the azaleas were blooming about a minute ago, and now they're blooming again. Um, one of the language, the, the word pl- programs that, that I a podcast that I listen to was talking about um, the, the innovation of the expression. Um, I haven't seen you in a minute. You know, we might have said, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks or I haven't seen you. But now we we everything is sped up to where we actually say to each other, well, it's been a minute. <laughs> well, of course, it's been a minute. But it's a it's a shorthand way of expressing how quickly it feels like time flies because it does and also acknowledging that well I haven't seen you in a minute my goodness I need to talk to you see what's happening see how you are um, beautiful beautiful flowers to be looked at right now though please don't forget those azaleas every one of them needs to be pruned after it blooms if it has if it's a if it's not a deciduous azalea it's hard to know when to prune the native azaleas that bloom before their leaves come on. You can still prune them even after they bloom, but I would rather you wait and see how the shape of the plant is. Then if you've got edges that you need to encourage one side to grow a little more, or maybe one side has literally taken off, you know, and has a a three-foot shoot on that side, then that's the one you're going to want to cut off. But don't do that until they're actually leafed out. When it comes to our evergreen azaleas, though, that are in bloom right now to the point where you can't even see the leaves because the, the flowers are all over them, that's what we want to prune within one month after they flower so that next year they've got plenty of buds on them or so if they are a repeat bloomer, they can go ahead and put on their new wood and therefore put on some more flowers. Um Azaleas are not hard to prune, If you've noticed um, in your life, there's somebody in your neighborhood that basically uses a chainsaw and cuts off six inches off of everything, no matter whether it needs it or not, and turns them into sofas, hassocks, you know, people make shapes out of their azaleas. I've seen that. Um, Or you, you, you like to have them look more natural, more in their sort of fountain shape, arching shapes. And in that case, back when I was a young person um, and didn't know any better, you could hire me to prune 300 of them. <laughs> I did that individually. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, we did have a little help. But the, the point is that you you can take it on in any way you want to go. The coral bells that I was looking at earlier, I believe that's coral bells, um, beautiful plant. But right after it finishes blooming, that's the time to just shape it a little bit. Make it take, take some of that weight off of the look of the plant. Give it a little bit of better air circulation inside as well as at the bottom of the plant. It helps with everything else that's going on. Now, if you grow azaleas in containers like a lot of people do, you'll often see the ruffle varieties, red ruffles and pink ruffles, and all that stuff—they're pretty flowers, and they'll be right. They're they're big flowers on a small plant. They'll be up close to the door in in a, a flower pot of some sort. Those can also be pruned. They do not rebloom, so I would let them bloom out as long as they can. But they're really pretty as a plant. Their leaves are nice. They're one of those that that I have to tell you, I don't think every azalea has pretty leaves, but that particular one absolutely does. Oh, I have a question. Here's here's my question for you. <laughs> do you have aphantasia? No, I don't mean the singer aphantasia. I mean a, aphantasia. It's a thing, and if you tear the word apart, it tells you exactly what it means. It means you don't a, fantasia, you do not have the ability to see in your mind's eye. So, in other words. If I read to you and describe to you the crazy monster, but you've never seen a picture of Godzilla, even if I describe him as, you know, 20 feet tall with hair and however you want to describe Godzilla, you're not going to see that in your head because you don't see that. There are people that have that issue. They don't see things. The good news is they can watch it. They can watch, you know, Get Out of the Room. They can watch all of those really scary movies and still drive home. (laughs) <laughs> They're not going to fall apart on you. The rest of us, not so much. I decided after I read this story, the uh, research coming from the University of New South Wales, Sydney, I, I decided that I obviously have way too much a fan or I have too much Tasia. I don't have the, the eighth part. I have the, the I, I imagine everything. One of the great joys for me of reading is that the movie is always better in my head than it could ever be on the screen and that we who are readers take that almost for granted. To me, the notion that you couldn't see all that in your head is kind of limiting. And I I hope that there's a way to address it. But in that when they can't visualize the scene. It puts it close when you can, rather it puts it closer to your emotions, and therefore your reaction is greater. So I don't. There's certainly some things um, that we would rather not see because we don't want that emotional reaction. But when it comes to not being able to see them, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. Andrea is asking, do hyacinth bulbs come back? Um, Yes, they. If they're in well-drained soil, they will often bloom for three or four years in the same spot. I have one that used to be, maybe there may have been five or six of them, and they're, they're, they were planted behind some psyllas, uh, some 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 other small bulb plants. They're not Spanish bluebells, but they look like that. And I have to say that I have one crocus left <laughs> out of that whole bunch, but that's been about five years, and I don't think that they are truly perennial in, for example, Madison County, where she is. Um, But it it is true that we have a better experience with them if they're in well-drained soil. And again, when we plant bulbs, we only plant them twice as deep as that bulb is tall, because if you bury that hyacinth a whole lot deeper, it it will just rot. It can't possibly survive. So that's that's the answer to that. Sometimes they they do rebloom. How much just depends on the situation. Um, I really like hyacinths. I have to tell you, though, that the problem with hyacinths is the fourth day in the house. So when they're in the container and you you walk in and things kind of have an odd smell, (laughs) it's probably the hyacinths. (laughs) Take them out. My grandmother's very favorites were pink hyacinths. She thought that was the coolest flower, and even she would take them out after a few days. This is... uh, (coughs) excuse me, this is one of the times of year I think about pollen and I cough when the pollen will pile up on us again. The good news is we did have some rain and some cold weather. So I've noticed that the pine that usually is all over my house at this time is is now not there. I oftentimes have yellow pollen from the pine and then the catkins from the oak trees. Well, right now I only have the catkins from the oak trees because the pine was last week and it got washed off. So that's actually a good thing. but. This is coming up now. The grasses and all of our pollinaceous friends in the the flowering tree category are going to be driving everybody crazy, including me, for a couple of weeks. Pay attention to the pollen count if these are things that bother your respiratory system and please don't forget I've been wearing a mask during pollen season for a long time because I found, I didn't discover this on my own. I, I read about it, understood it, and it Put it into practice and it turned out to be true. If I take off the garden clothes, in other words, if I've got on um, shorts and a t shirt, but if on top of that I will put long pants and an overshirt when I go out into the garden to work for a long time, if I take those clothes off that are covered in the pollen, take off the headscarf, take off the mask, then I'm not as likely to be sick later. Now, you still need to shower after gardening if particularly if you have either been spraying noxious chemicals or if you're allergic to pollen particularly those are both things that you should do but if you're not going to do that and I'll confess I don't always keep that extra set of clothes that's just like a smock you know keep it by your back door keep it with the the bag that has Your radio and your cell phone and your clippers in it, you know, your gloves, your basic garden stuff. Cover up your head, put on a hat, all that stuff. Um, Those are all very important things to remember at this time of the year because the habits we build in the garden now are the ones that we will continue. Um, Had a question this week I thought was really interesting. I've killed two Japanese maples. This is essentially it was a longer, longer question than this. But I've killed two Japanese maples. Um, what, uh, what should I do? And then I had another one that asked me about planting one um, in, in north, northwest Mississippi. So I thought that was interesting. Everybody's into Japanese maples this week, which are beautiful trees. If you're going to plant trees, get after it. Do it now. Because we're going to heat up pretty quickly, and the chances of transplant shock increase with the temperatures after transplant. So by all means, go ahead and get that done now. But what you're looking for, and my advice to the person who's already killed to, is are you sure you want a Japanese maple? Maybe there's something else that would do better in that spot. Because what you're looking for in a spot for a Japanese maple is morning sun, Pretty much a lot of sun, but very, very late afternoon shade. In other words, if you have a choice, you would rather the sun not come up on it at noon and go till till dark, okay? Put it in the other part of the yard or move the container to a different side of the patio. But it's also true that that well-drained soil is important. It's also true, however, that we plant trees sometimes and we don't water them. I know that sounds really basic. And it is. But, for example, Japanese maples are particularly sensitive. And anything that we're improving the soil to make it drain better, we need to be aware that when we put a new tree into it, we need to water it every week, deeply, slowly. Don't look at the weather. I mean, obviously, if there's a flood, I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying those, those afternoon showers that come through in the springtime are not enough for that tree. So water it deeply, slowly. The other thing about Japanese maples, of course, if we were planting a plum tree, we would prune it when we plant it to encourage it and shape its canopy. But with Japanese maples, usually we're buying something in a three or five gallon, we're making an investment, and we really would like for it to have the shape that it came with. That's another reason why it's very important to water it weekly when you plant a new Japanese maple. Okay? All right. Oh my goodness, we got a lot to do. Time is flying. Your phone calls, your texts, some more information from me and frankly I, i'm I'm here looking for the Easter eggs I know they're hidden somewhere. Let's go look. y'all stick around. this is weekend gardening.
8: Driving a car you hate? Don't stay stuck. It's time to change your luck. I'm learning a wee
5: bit of the luck of the Irish to my friends at Ridgeland Mitsubishi to get you into the new vehicle you will love. That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're on a mission to help you change your luck. Still
4: making payments on your current vehicle? You're in luck. Don't have enough for a big down payment? You're in luck. New or old, paid off or not, don't stay stuck. Let Ridgeland Mitsubishi get you into the vehicle you really want. Right now, pay just $189 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $2.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Come change your luck only at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi
11: G4, stock number 1799, Outlander stock number 1712. Nineteen ninety nine down, 2.9% for 84 months. a deal for details with approved credit.
9: feel like springtime opens that door and in fact around my house the last few days the cats have been more on the come in than the go out this last little blast of cold weather surprised everything um, in my garden but the good news is everything at onion acres is perfectly happy (laughs) i've not lost anything Um, i think i might have lost a couple of dutch iris but only a couple i don't know exactly why but the rest of them look great and the Parsley popped right back into full growth. Um, Even the the little violas decided they would would not croak on me. They would come on back, and uh, believe me, there was not much to them to start with. But everything is looking really great. You've heard me talk about my Japanese maple, Orangiola, uh, with a tip of the hat to Tim Burris. Good morning, sir. How All 'all y'all in New Albany. Uh, that's a beautiful plant. It gets more beautiful every year. And I think eventually I'm either going to have to prune it or I'm going to have to get a, a carjack and jack the pot up to put something underneath it because it's in a pot that's two and a half feet tall and it's it, it mounds and then drapes. It is an absolutely spectacular plant, one that I think everybody should enjoy. So <laughs> I'm recommending that one. Um, let's see. Again, I'm taking, I'm keeping the list over here of folks that would like tickets to the Gardens of Madison County, and I hope that you will join our list. You can send it on the text line, or you can send me an email, Air, at yahoo.com. Um, by all means, let me know your mailing address, and uh, we will get those to you. They're, they'll be coming to you from Humana, and it won't be but a, about another week probably before you get them. They'll be pretty quick. The event is not until the end of April. So, you have time to get in, but we need to get those tickets to you. So, by all means, do that. Um, talking about plum trees with Bill in Poplarville or Perkinston. Um, here's the thing his questions first of all, what time of year do you pl- prune plum trees? You prune them in January when they're as dormant as they're going to get, okay? Um, and that's because we want to keep them shaped. We want to keep them so that, frankly, the center of the plant can support. The branches we want to keep. We want to make the canopy strong, because the saddest thing is to watch a branch break when it's too full of plums or pears or anything else. So we're we're trying to shape a nice strong canopy in that plant, and the plums get the worms before we get a chance to eat them. Isn't that the most frustrating thing? Here's the deal: it's going to happen. So you can prevent the worms by spraying and it's really good to put those plums on a spray program because they can also get rot. There's two or three things that that a single fruit tree spray, not a single spray, but one bottle of fruit tree spray can do everything you need. And where you are there in, in Poplarville, I'm going to say go to Paul, talk to my folks, the friends of mine at Paul Bounds, will know exactly what you need and will help you get the right kind of sprayer for it and whatnot. It'll make all the difference in the world. Now, the other thing you need to know about spray schedules for fruit trees is that they they have clear information about how long it is from the last spray until you harvest. As long as you follow those instructions, there's not going to be any any problem with the fruit, okay? And in fact, it's a lot better than a worm. So some people say, I grew those plums for years and nothing ever happened. They never had any problems. That's great. Congratulations. But most, and I'm going to say like 95% of plum trees in the south Um, are going to have some sort of pest problem, if not every year, most years. So it's a good, good thing to spray them for that. All right. Um, Meyer lemon tree, I don't know where this one is. That sometimes helps. Um, It's two years old and has yet to make fruit. What are your suggestions? Well, here's the deal. depends on how big it was to start with. If it was in a one-gallon container, it's probably going to be another year before it grows enough to make fruit. We think of it as a three- to five-year process after you get a small Meyer lemon. If, on the other hand, you bought one in a five-gallon pot or something like that, and it's a bigger tree if, say, the caliper of the trunk of that tree is, if, if the diameter is is two inches, for example, or something like that, it should certainly be bearing by now. So the question becomes what are you watering, how often are you watering it, what do you fertilize it with, and depending on where you live, um, if you're trying to grow it in the ground, you may actually be setting it back every year. So send me a little bit of information from this one. We, we usually give you know, I don't know, it it's 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 Polly and Pumpkin Center, you know what I mean? We we'll give you a name <laughs> because it's more friendly that way. It's more this is conversational radio. If you want to know technically what this is. Um so the question is, um, do we have any any opportunity to know more about it? What have you fertilized it with? How often do you water it? How big a tree is it? Is it in the sun? Is it in a container of the ground? All of those kind of things really do help. My choice, my my lemon tree right now has fruit on it on the front porch of my house. Even though it's too cold there last night, it's still fine. I looked at it this morning. The fruit did not drop off. Um, but it blooms... This tree blooms twice a year. This particular one, it'll bloom in the fall, and then it'll make fruit. And then after this fruit gets going, it will bloom again in the spring. And sometimes it makes more fruit, but most of the time it just puts on some blooms, which are which is sort of frustrating. But it's a lovely plant, so I don't care. And the fruit is delicious. So I use um, Espoma organic fruit tree, organic citrus food. It's one of the very few things that I will recommend to you by name and tell you that you should get that one. Okay. It's Espoma organic citrus tree food, and it's a it's widely available. It's one of the things I'm I'm not the only one that likes it, <laughs> as it turns out, which is a really good thing. Um, Meyer lemons, of course, are not the only lemons that we can grow. We also grow Ponderosa. If you like, if you really like lemonade, like those great big lemons and lemonade, that's the one to, to go with because it's it's going to be a big plant, and you can grow it in. Uh, a container. It just has to be a really big container. Let's see now. Um, oh, my goodness. John, these things are so beautiful. Um, just gorgeous. I love that so many texts are coming in, and quite a few of them are for tickets to the Gardens of Madison County. So I'm going to get those during the break. And um, then after that, there's going to be some a bunch of good questions that have come in, and we'd love to hear from you as well. Of course, the C SPAR text line is 601 879 4395. Especially if you're a first time gardener or you're growing something you haven't grown before, uh, think about it, send a question, and, and we'll be, by all means, we will address it coming right up here. There's a lot of, uh, Stuff going on in my garden that I haven't even had a chance to talk about. I'm being overrun by Claire Curtis Chrysanthemums. (laughs) I feel like she's going to crawl up my leg here in a minute because they're just everywhere. I took some out last year because I was going to give them to somebody, and then it, that didn't ever happen because of COVID. So I planted them again, and now they have literally taken over the entire front corner of that flower bed. The only answer really is to put more daffodils there. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to decide to do that. Um, this is a really interesting thing, um, that that the broken glass that John is digging up there and, and on his walks is just spectacular. I love... Um, I really do love old glass, and a lot of people do. Most people like it in glass bottles. I actually like just the shards of it. I think it's very pretty. And some of these that, that he's shooting today, taking photos of. he's not shooting them, he's taking photos of them, are just, just lovely. I hope that if you are one of the folks like me who enjoys the springtime, that you will think about this. This spring is going to be a little looser than last spring. I will be speaking at Buds and Blooms next Saturday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I hope you will come and join me there. It's going to be lots of fun. Bring your mask, bring your truck. They got great plants. All right, now, stick around. We got a long way to go, and I know you want more weekend gardening. Don't
6: cry, baby. Look at where you've been. On your knees. Get on. Get on. Oh, It is You can't figure it out. Get on.
0: If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven. Propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more.
10: Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business.
5: The new degree of comfort.
6: Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at
2: 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
0: Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone Street Pros. Online at Peronistreepros.com
1: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. School districts in Mississippi are getting a boost thanks to around $1.6 billion in stimulus funds. State Superintendent of Education Dr. Carrie Wright explains how it will be distributed. So what they will have to do is submit an application and a plan to us as to how they intend to spend the funds, and then once the application is approved in our system, then they have access to the money, but it's a reimbursable. So they have to spend the money, and then
2: they get reimbursed.
1: And during an interview on the Ben Shapiro show on Supertalk Mississippi, Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, said America is at a critical juncture.
3: If the radical left get their way in D.C., they reduce America to being just another overtaxed, overregulated country. And if that happens, it's not just going to be a catastrophe for hundreds of millions of Americans. I think it will be a disaster for humankind.
1: I'm Andy Davis.
0: Go with the home team. There's not a
3: lot that's free in life. I mean, it calls to bring you into this world, and when you leave it, and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden.
4: Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811 call 811 two days before you dig and let's have zero damages zero injuries.
1: In a CNBC interview, Governor Tate Reeves defended his decision to ease COVID-19 related restrictions in Mississippi. The vaccine
7: is a game changer. Everybody in our state has the opportunity to get it. There will be some who choose not to and that's certainly their prerogative but the fact is we have to move on with our lives. We have to recognize that we are not completely out of the woods yet but we are seeing significant progress.
1: Reeves said time and time again during the pandemic the experts have been wrong. I'm not
7: mad at them about it. A lot of us went into this not knowing what was going to happen from day to day. We made the best decisions we could throughout the process based upon the data and the information that we had at that time.
1: And the pandemic has caused people to rethink how they do things, even law enforcement. Biloxi Police Chief John Miller said recruiting has been a challenge.
7: Very
4: difficult to recruit folks right now for police work. I believe that that will get better. That's been an obstacle that's been very difficult to overcome and that's not just... Here on the coast, police work has
7: become one of those
4: things that's just not
7: desirable. I'm Amy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Baseball action back on Thursday. Saw Ole Miss suffer their first SEC loss to Florida, 4-1. to one. Then last night, Ole Miss beat Florida, 8-2. to two. The Rebels are now 20 on 1-5, 7-1 in the SEC. We'll wrap up that series in Florida today at noon. Then in start ball, on Thursday night, Mississippi State beat Kentucky, 8-1. Then last night, the Bulldogs beat the Wildcats, 3-2. to two. Mississippi State now 19-7, 4-4 in the SEC. They'll wrap that series up in Starkville at 2 o'clock this afternoon, 1.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Then back on Thursday, Southern Miss opened the Conference USA Series in San Antonio, beat the Roadrunners 9-1, to then won game one of a doubleheader Friday, 13-9 to in 10 innings, were leading late in the second game on Friday. They'll wrap that series up with game four of that Conference USA Series in San Antonio today. This is Supertalk Sports Mississippi.
2: Farming isn't exactly the simple life. It involves satellites and spreadsheets and high tech machinery to succeed. You need equipment like spreaders and sprayers and combines and the financial tools as well. For more than 100 years, Mississippi Land Bank has provided the loans that equip agricultural businesses. We understand what it takes to make a farm work And we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. Mississippi Land Bank, MSLandBank.com.
7: The NCAA basketball tournament is down to the final four. And Gonzaga is the number one seed. They're undefeated. They'll take on UCLA, who is the number 11 seed. And then Baylor is the number one seed. And they'll take on the Houston Cougars. Who are in the final four for the first time since the five slam pajama days of Aki Malajuan. Houston comes in as the number two seed. Gonzaga is unbeaten, and they knocked off Norfolk State, Oklahoma, and Creighton on the way to the final four, as well as Southern Cal. And then UCLA knocked off Michigan. And also Alabama of the Southeastern Conference to get to the final four. Baylor went through Harford, Wisconsin, and Villanova and Arkansas to get to the final four. Houston went through Cleveland State, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Oregon State to reach the final four. And the national championship game will be in Indianapolis on Monday, April the fifth. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
0: of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome
9: in. The Easter Bunny just flew through here. Yeah, that's right. Clapping those ears at great rate. I just have to make fun of all of it because I was very young when I learned that the Cadbury bunny did not, in fact, lay eggs, but <laughs> you may be in a different point of view about those things. Um, I do have to say, though, that I know you're listening. I, I, ha- I have a f- I have dogs that are my friends that I don't know. I, that sounds really crazy, but if your dog's name was Dolly Parton, <laughs> I would be her friend, too. Saw <laughs> a so picture of Dolly yesterday. She's got on her bunny ears. Um, She's not a small dog, and the bunny ears are about bigger than she is, but it was very impressive, very cute. It made me smile. I was glad to see that. Um, I have a friend who's in Costa Rica who is – they they do an egg – they make egg, decorated egg things that are – the most astounding mosaic-looking, beautiful things, and it's a, a group of um, retired American people that are there, and they—they—they. They, they, this is something that happened somewhere in Eastern Europe, and they've picked it up, and they are beautiful. I just want to encourage everybody to grab your kind, whatever your kind of art is. This is a perfect time of year to express it, and that includes, of course in the garden. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call on. Thank you very much for using it when you do. And the C SPAR text line is about to melt and I'm happy about that too. 601 879 4395. Best thing that ever happened to me in the world of electronic communications, and I'm not kidding you, this is the truth. When they stopped charging per character for texting, my life got better. I got a raise. Yes, I have children. They had texts, texting on their phones. And when you, My children learned very early that the quieter I get, the more trouble they were in. And believe me, it was quiet when that cell phone bill arrived a few times. The good news is that if you're clever like I tend to be, you make a list and you say, okay, here's how you're paying your cell phone bill this month. You're working here and doing this and taking care of that. The good news is we don't have to worry about that anymore because the C-SPAR text line is a freebie for you and for me. And, of course, six zero one eight seven nine is just a delight to hear from you all. These are some of the fun questions that are going on there. Um, Mike sent beautiful pictures of his Bradford pear that has split at the canopy. i, I got to tell you, it's a 25-year-old Bradford pear. We know that that is the problem that they have. It's still a pretty tree even without the extra part of it, but if it was mine, yes, I would take it down and replace it. Frankly, there are better trees than Bradford Pear that will grow another 30, 40, 50 years in that spot and bloom every year and be lovely. Or there's some other things like for me that we don't grow near enough of. Um, Chinese pistache and those kind. There's some beautiful, just beautiful trees. And Unfortunately, there isn't any re- way to repair, and once that thing has split, as this did, it's not going to be the last time that it splits. So, yeah, you can bind it up. You can tie it up. You can try to do everything that you can to keep that Bradford pear there where it is. And I might do that, but I would also walk 10 feet away and plant another tree. So, so you have your future covered as well as your current situation. Um, Scott, i got to tell you, Scott's in Clinton. And I, this, is, this is such a value judgment, Scott. I don't know if I should share this with people or not. What are those gnarly dandelion-looking weeds? That are in? They're probably dandelions. We have a lot of them. But there's so many yellow-flowered weeds right now okay there's little ranunculuses those are called uh, those are some we call everything by the way at this time of the year we call everything by some other name but but fleabane is out there it has a yellow center and white petals around it Um, they're just they're a boatload of yellows the little sticker weeds are blooming they're yellow everything's yellow but the dandelions are in full bloom right now so that may be what you're seeing uh, let's see, iris in, is got, in, in Oxford, this was the one where there's not a name, so it's irises that are not blooming in Oxford, so I'm going to call it iris in Oxford. Um, the, the problem with irises and not blooming is that there's a couple of things that can happen. If you have got lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of leaves and they're so thick that you can imagine that the flower stem just can't get out of the ground, that's one problem. It also sometimes happens that when irises get thick over the years, as they thicken, they also sink. And so particularly if you're drawing, growing bearded irises, which should have some of their rhizomes on top of the soil right now, um, that, that would be, those are beautiful right now. I even have one blooming at my place, a couple of them. But they're, those are ones that have got to have some sunlight on that base. They've got to have sunlight coming to their base. So, if the irises are crowded or if they're not planted right, but there also are irises like Siberian irises and roof irises and things that bloom a little bit later. So it really does depend on what kind of iris it is as to why it would not be blooming. Most people have beardeds, and most people find that the beardeds will bloom, but then they need to be divided or they need to be lifted after three or four years. Okay? Um. Let's see. Sherry's in Columbus and would like to um, dig up and replant some tulips, it's not a good idea. The Tulips are something that we put in the ground. We enjoy their flowers. We cut the blooms if we want and bring the stems in the house. But they are an annual flower 99% of the time. Okay? So that's not one you want to do a whole lot of transplanting with. And one more question on the text line already from last hour the mayhaws are looking stung that's probably the plum curculio worm you wouldn't have necessarily seen the worms but they do make that sort of damage to the fruit and very few things make that damage to mayhaws so consider that same plum spray that that i was talking about for another caller and see if that can help out a little bit um there's There's not a lot of ways to control that problem, but I will tell you that if you can keep everything raked up after the leaves fall and the fruit falls and all that, keep everything raked up out of the area, you'll have less opportunity for the curculio to over-summer, over-winter, and keep bothering you, okay? But it still may need to be sprayed. David's in Diamond Head. Let's talk about some trees. What's going on, sir? Hey, David. Welcome to Weekend Gardening.
6: Uh, I lost a uh, the biggest oak in my front yard uh, during Hurricane Zeta, and I'm headed down to to the store right now to get just more to prep the soil and fill in and even it out. But I have two river, river birches in front of it, and this tree, I'm a, whatever I'm going to put in, and that's the advice I'm looking for, is uh, going to be like the backdrop to the two river birches. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something about a Chinese bush. The
9: pistache. Mm-hmm. Pistache is a beautiful tree, um, and, and I like it. I hope you'll look at it. A lot's going to depend on what your particular garden center has to offer. But when when explaining that you're replacing an oak, and that you got birch trees that are going to be in front of it. That's a big tree that you're looking for. So the pistache may not be the lar- a large enough plant. You have you considered? Yeah, going, have you considered well, going I back live. with another oak?
6: Golly, just I
9: don't too think slow. I live long enough
6: to see it, uh, <laughs> get <big enough. laughs> I heard
9: that. I heard that. You
6: know,
9: a friend uh, of mine suggested. A friend of mine had two trees fall over and he suggested that he was going to try and put up some of those cell towers that are supposed to look like trees. (laughs) I said, no, that's not going to help. (laughs) That's not going to help. But do look at things that are a little bit faster, maybe a catalpa, um, you know, there's there are other trees. But it really will depend on what's available in your area because you need to get it planted now. In Diamond Head, the temperatures are going to get very warm very quickly, and I want that tree in the ground so you can be watering it rather than still looking around for a particular plant. Talk to the folks at the garden center Tell them how big a space you're you're trying to fill, and frankly, I, I'm always in favor of saying I want it to grow fast. <laughs> it may be that princess tree, you know. There's there's a bunch of things that grow fast and can do the job you're looking for them to do, but but let your local garden center help you do that because they'll know what they've that's, got.
6: That's great advice And we got a good one down here, Pine Hills, and they know they know what they're talking wait, about. Wait, wait, give they're them
9: going. give them another plug. What's the name of the nursery? Uh,
6: Pine Hills Nursery. All right,
9: there you going go. Back. See, we like to, we like everybody to hear where everybody likes. So go talk yeah, to them, tell them Garden said Mama said you. hey.
6: <laughs> Thank you, David. Yeah, I sure will. as a matter of fact, I'm going to them about a tree and I'll tell them they got a plug on the radio this morning. I appreciate it.
9: Thank and you very much.
6: It's nice talking about Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and listening to you
9: oh, thank talk you, David. about
6: what I need to be doing.
9: <laughs> <laughs> that means the world. Thank you, David. <laughs> Happy Easter, too. You know, uh, it's, it's funny, and by the way, for those of you who are in the sales force on the Gulf Coast, I trust that you will grab this and go talk to them. Nice people, by the way. If they're not already in your pocket, you need to know them. Now, the text line is heating up. I'm happy to say we're going to keep going with more of that this morning and and give you some things to talk about. I want to make sure that you know that coming up April 10th is a huge day in the garden world around here. I, first of all, will be right here on the radio. and having an interview a delightful time with Stacy Carter talking about the Gardens of Madison County here on the radio next Saturday we're going to talk about it the events coming up at the end of April and yes you can get tickets for it send send me your name your address on the text line or you can send me an email mama on air at yahoo.com and i will get that information to my friends at humana and they will get that out to you get the tickets out to you great tour always a lot of fun benefits mra of course and is this a delightful group of people to to get to know and to hang out with and gardens you can steal the best ideas from so i like that um then of course For me, after that, after the show, I'll be heading down to Buds and Blooms in Brookhaven. I'll be speaking there next Saturday at 1 o'clock. It's a big deal. It's my first out-in-public events since all this COVID stuff, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I am fully vaccinated, and I'm happy about that. The two weeks will have passed, and it's going to be a good, good time. Um, Also coming up on April the 10th, if you're over in Folsom, Louisiana, the Folsom Spring Garden Festival happens. It's a great event. And the Clinton Community Nature Center's plant sale is also happening on April the 10th. Whoopee, if you're not a gardener on April the 10th, that's the day to become one, because you're going to have a chance to do lots and lots of great events. The the week after that, of course, um, information on Art, Soul, and Bloom is available to you at GardenClubOfJackson.com. And then we start up with all of the metro area 24th of April and all the other master gardener groups around the state. Go to that sale. Wherever you're at, go, go to yours, check it out, find out what time and what day, because there's some plants there you're not going to find anywhere else, and there's some people there you need to meet. So it's, a, it's an important, important thing. I was intrigued, um, by this particular bit of educational stuff I ran into a while back, and I've been thinking, I need to talk about this, but I don't, I don't know, I don't have a, I don't have a, a hook, as they say. Um, in the first six months of our lives, There's essentially two kinds of vocalizations. There's crying and there's not crying. Now, that may sound obvious, but it turns out that when we're born, unlike other things that are in our heritage, you know, under like Neanderthals, under like other creatures that we're related to, our larynxes drop, and when our larynxes drop, that's when we begin to be able to verbalize. But before that, there's a whole lot of vocalization going on, as anybody who's been around a baby knows. Um, There's crying, there's non-crying, and there's also, quite frankly, 67,000 that they have identified uh, within about 300 infants over the first six months of their life. These are the cooing, the babbling, the hungry crying, all these different things. They've documented these sounds. I realize there are people amongst you who feel like that just must have been torturous, but they were looking for the consonants and the vowels and all of the things that we need to do to be able to begin to speak. How do we get them? Where do they come from? And I just really love that we're found at laying a foundation in the early part of our life with sounds, with singing, with cooing, with gooing, and all of these things. And then we learn to speak. Well, the perfect example of this came up to me. This very weekend, fellow from Jackson State, young man from Cleveland, Ohio, got a full ride to Jackson State. He is in the amazing Sonic Boom Band. Um, he, however, bigger, bigger things are lying ahead for Deshaun. He's um, in the top twenty-five on American Idol, and he can sing, y'all. Now listen, his mama said he was singing before he could talk. And I'm telling you now we have proof that that's exactly how it works. we maybe we need to listen more, maybe we need to encourage more and uh maybe we maybe we can raise more Deshawns. you know maybe we can raise more good singers. But I was particularly intrigued. his story is exciting and fascinating to me because it is a story of overcoming, and that's really what American Idol promotes um and and, and frankly, it's what we all have to promote to ourselves because everybody has troubles. It's what we do with them that makes us who we are. It's how we handle the hoo ha that the world throws at us. That's how we know who we are, and that's how we become who we are. So I'm excited. I'm going to be watching him, and, and I don't vote, but I might. I mean, I vote in political elections, but I don't vote for things like American Idol. But I might. I might have to give him. I might have to give him the little goodness because he's a great singer, and frankly, JSU is. Got a wonderful music program, which he made sure to make say great things about. Which I was happy because they're they're super duper. Um, some other things coming in this morning. When when I, I do know that my children sang before they talked, probably, but I didn't. I may not have been paying enough attention. <laughs> so luckily, I'm paying enough attention to my plants. They're not singing yet, but I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm helping to help them. Let's see, um, Jeff's in Mendenhall. He has blown the leaves. I tell you the truth, this is, a quite, um, this is a quite interesting story in that we all have this and we all see it and we all wonder. And there's people with hard and fast rules that say do not leave any of those leaves under there. Other people say leave a little bit. Other people say it doesn't matter at all. Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you. Anything that's mulching around a, a grown tree or even a little tree, but particularly a grown tree, that is deeper than two inches around the base of that tree whether it's a mulch you put down or leaves you blew over there that's too much all right two inches is the max and if it's just leaves i'd really rather you did blow them over into a pile somewhere else and rake them back as mulch after about six months but still only an inch or two underneath the tree at a time all it's all going to rot that's the good news you work it into the soil and put on some more but it, it can be dangerous for the trunk, and, yeah, not only will we bring you the worms, you'll get a few too many fire ants down the way, too. So keep your mulch down to a minimum of one to two inches at the most. Stick around. This crazy mama will be back.
13: Show me.
3: Join the American Heart Association for the 2021 Heart Ball Digital Experience on Thursday, April 8th. Experience all the fun from home and help in the fight against heart disease. Register at event.gives/jxnheartball.
8: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers
4: to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
8: bridge builders
1: does learning a language feel like this no habla espanol it's hablo it's hablo, yes. it's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language you want to actually use it Babbel is designed with that goal in mind since my husband is from guatemala i'll apply what i've learned in Babbel to our real life situations the
7: app is so easy to use and it's so
1: practical it helps you learn things that you will actually need Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babble.com. That's babble.com, babbel.com. That's babbel.com. B A B B E L.com.
9: gosh, I wish I could play like that. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I once had a cat named Althea. That's the name of that tune. I will tell you though, it is one of my very favorite trees and every time I hear the song or even hear the name Althea, all I think about is my childhood in Gulfport. Every summer of my childhood, we went to Gulfport to my great aunt's house on Highway 90 and this was back before, this was in the 60s. I'll tell you how long ago this was. This was in the 60s. So it was a very different place then. But down one side of her house were was a row of altheas, the purple ones, purple-flowered classic altheas. We played under those trees my whole life, and... We also listened because that's where the television was, that they sent us outside so we wouldn't hear what was going on on the soap operas. We played under the Altheas and got to hear all about the sins of all these people. They were, oh, my goodness. They would sin. It's not right for young girls. You shouldn't hear this. Well, of course, we heard all of it. But it, it was still a funny thing. It, it goes with my theory that kids have to have something to rebel against. And certainly sneaking a listen at the soap opera was probably about the least of the trouble we could have gotten ourselves into. So it worked out to be just fine. This is Weekend Gardening, and I thank you so much for deciding you wanted to be here with me this weekend. Raleigh and I would be interesting, but we're not nearly as much fun without y'all's texts and phone calls. Coming in on the text line, um, Robert's in Macon and has a high phosphorus situation and is growing watermelons. It's interesting. Yes, you're right. They need phosphorus, but you may have enough And in that case, what I would like to say is when you plant melons, you're always going to need more nitrogen than you have at the beginning. You may or may not need more phosphorus later on. You may or may not need more potassium, but you're going to need more nitrogen. So if you know you have a lot of phosphorus in your soil, no matter what you're planting and you're putting in something that needs to have lots of green leaves to get started, for example, squash plants, watermelon plants, loofa gourds, you know, anything that you're growing that's got a, a lot of leafage to it, that's the time. So by all means, get yourself some organic nitrogen fertilizer or something that is high first number and nothing else, you know, like twenty zero zero or something like that that you can then use to push the leaves. Then as soon as the vines begin to run, you're wanting to encourage flowers and fruiting and that's when the phosphorus and potassium are most important. So if you want to fertilize a little bit, at that time, that's certainly fine to do. Just don't put any more nitrogen on to speak of. Go for something with a low first number and then phosphorus and potassium and trace elements afterwards because that's what's going to make the fruit happy. But it's if it, it, you may not need it. And so if you don't do anything else, fertilize the vines at the beginning with a good solid nitrogen source. You may have plenty of phosphorus to keep them going anyway. Um, and let me see now. Mike's in Brandon. This is a good question. They they just purchased a home. Congratulations. Lots of flowers. Even more congratulations. Two questions. They have a Confederate rose, and um, he trimmed it back after the blooms. The leaves started wilting, trimming it back to about six inches. Hopefully that was right. Well, it, it wilted because it was out of sync with the time and the heat, and it does need a lot of heat to bloom, and you've done the proper thing now by cutting it down now it will start to grow again through the spring and the summer and bloom next fall the other one um is is, this is this is one of those angel angel trumpets Both angel trumpets and confederate roses, we generally cut down in the fall because we want to root the canes. But if we don't need to root the canes, we have plenty of it and we don't really care to make any more, which is fine, too, then cut them down at this point if they are wimpy. Um, You're going to look at those canes, and if they're soft, they need to be cut down. If part of them has just withered completely, they need to be cut down because that's the new growth is going to come up now as the warm weather starts. And they are a plant that really, really, really likes hot feet. So don't don't put any mulch on their base. Let the sun get in there as much as possible so that they can warm up and get you some blooms coming. He says it's poisonous, and he's concerned about it. As far as I'm concerned, here's the thing. Angel trumpets hang down. Datura looks exactly like it, but the flowers point up. datura is much 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 more poisonous than angel trumpet, but none of them are edible okay N- you're not going to you eating to me you have to know what you're eating when you eat anyway, and these are not edible plants, but the point is if you were actually looking for the more dangerous Um, For example, you wouldn't want to leave seed pods on a datura if you have young children or if you have um, castor beans, you know, other plants like that. You take the seeds off because of that. Lantanas, you even cut the seeds off when they form for the same reason. But the main thing that we do is to teach our children and our pets, frankly, both, that this is the food I'm giving you. This is what you eat. The other is not. (laughs) So it's, it's important. Until we become foragers, it's important to understand that food is grown for us to eat, and that's what we eat. So you have to make that point first. Then, at the next level of education, we can take people and and understand about foraging and understand about what's out there. For example, um, every time I pull up chickweed out of my flower bed, I think about the fact that there are people in the Northeast who buy it. (laughs) Okay? <laughs> they they eat it <laughs> and it's perfectly lovely. I've had it in salads before myself, but I have way more of it than I need, and that's, that's I'm not going to send them any either. But that's important to know about. So cut those down and and don't if you don't want any more, that's fine. But they are going to grow back. They'll be just terrific. And let's see, somebody wants my somebody wanted to know what the mosquito fish is. That's Gambusia, G A M B U S I A, and the the potting recipes for in, for in the soil for in the pots or in the ground. Um, Anthony in Newton County, send me an email because it's two slightly different recipes, and if I start rattling it off here, it won't make any sense. But Mama on Air at yahoo.com. Anybody wants a soil recipe, send it to me. Anybody, frankly, if you want anything during the week, I'm always. Um, I, I don't get into the email every minute, but I do get into it every day. It may be a minute, as they say. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad that you take it as a good sign. Greg is, uh, has just um, texted in to tell us that his cat got in the attic and had her litter. And so he's really looking forward till he gets up one morning and hearing those little babies crying. It won't be long now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had animals. have yeah, birth in my house. It was exciting but sure did ruin that couch <laughs> that's another story
10: exciting is a great way to explain that
9: yeah well she was a samoyed and she was beautiful and she had a perfectly lovely space made up for her and of course she pushed open the door and went in and had the litter on my couch in the living room um took me six months to talk my mother out of that couch i was really not happy <laughs> I liked that couch. I had worked hard for that couch. <laughs> Y'all ever do that? Your parents have something and you know they're getting new furniture, so you go over I want that. You know, <laughs> That's that's some of what happens. That's how I ended up, the joke in my family is that I don't buy furniture, I inherit it, and the heavier the better. So it's, my kids are going to inherit very, very, extremely heavy furniture at some point. <laughs> Break fronts and uh, stuff that nobody wants to move. That's why it's all still at my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 888 If there is a time for fertilizing a plant, now is probably the time. Um, as we get into this next part of this next week, everything is going to be growing. And whether you like it or not, it's going to be growing I was out pulling up sticker weed that had sprouted up in the flower bed, and I thought, why can't the freeze kill this? Well, it just doesn't. Doesn't kill the fire ants. Doesn't kill the dollar weed. The dollar weed laughs at cold weather. (laughs) This can be like, I don't care. And one day we may need a ground cover, and, you know, we'd be glad we have it, I guess. But between that and Carolina geraniums and the other, uh, the the round and scalloped leafed weeds that we have, we pretty much have our circles covered, no doubt about that. Um, Let's see. Chris is in Macomb. And um, if you were to use a natural fertilizer on trees, would you prefer chicken litter or rabbit pellets? Um, I would have to see the analysis on both of them, but I'm probably going to be going more – w- I'd probably be leaning more towards rabbit pellets with an annual fertility. It just depends on the what that particular product has going for it. And then you have to remember, too, that chicken litter is – a lot more nitrogen than rabbit pellets are but rabbit pellets tend to have a few other nutrients in them to a greater extent than chicken so it's a slightly more balanced formula and that might be what you'd want on a young tree so i I don't know which i don't know which i'd prefer i'd have to read what they are Um, on the other hand if somebody said to me i have four-year-old chicken litter that's been over here in this pile and you can dig some out from the bottom i'm there all right you would put essentially an inch on the ground around your plants and work it into the the base of the soil. And that I would do that in a in a heartbeat even for a young tree. Um let's see. The other thing I wanted to say about natural fertilizers is that there are more and more of them that are multiple products. In other words, you might find a chicken litter that has been amped up with bone meal, so it would have a little bit, have more more phosphorus, more potassium in it. You might find some that have been amended. I find those. Um, there's just some good. There's some really excellent brands out there. So just read some labels and get what you're looking for. You'll find it. And I'm, I'm happy to help any more specifically, but that's the best one I can give you for that. And it's a pretty good idea. He's right to be thinking about what to put out there. And especially if you're growing trees you want to eat the fruit from, you want to grow them to be healthy and happy because, frankly, there's the whole point is to have the fruit, right? Um, I don't know if you – this is one of those things. The whole word zombie has become such a thing. And I I know more about it. I've read – a lot of science fiction i've read a lot of fantasy i know a lot about what, we're, what zombies were supposed to be about but i was amazed because i did not know this after you die some of the cells in your brain are still active you would presume that they don't that not everything goes away at one time but some of the cells even increase the amount of activity that they have. Now, this knowledge coming to us from the University of Illinois, Chicago, is really going to inform the research that we do on brain issues, everything from Alzheimer's to, to brain tumors. This is published in Scientific Reports. It's a big, big study, important one. They analyzed um, the, the we always have things of, what do you do with this or that well if you if they're going to operate on your brain you would hope that the stuff they have there they're going to do something and study it and learn more about it right and in this case that's exactly what they did these are quote-unquote zombie genes they increased their expression after in the poor in the post-mortem interval let's put it that way and I, they're entirely responsible the inflammatory cells that are the glial cells and you probably have heard of this before if you've heard anything about um, inflammation in your body anyway the idea is that as your body declines at that moment you know precipitously at death then the this particular activity increases because it has to the inflammation has to be reduced in order for the process to continue where your body leaves itself okay But it's exciting to realize and to now be able to see and document that some cells in your brain do, in fact, increase their activity. The genes work harder and the cells get bigger after death. For me, and particularly on this weekend that we are so conscious about um, the effects of death on the individual, but also on the person, the whole idea, of course, of resurrection, of rebirth are all intensely spring-oriented phenomena and extremely important to all of us. So I think as we learn these things, you know, one of the questions that I've seen people do great dissertations about is, if there are zombies, where are they supposed to be? In other words, are they people that didn't go to heaven? Are they people that couldn't actually die? What What is that all about? And it may turn out, that what we're looking at is more of a natural process than we thought, and that is to say the increase in glial cells that are going to cause them to change your brain. It's pretty exciting stuff, something to put a little more science into our mythology, as we say. How about that? Hmm. Ah, one of the best songwriters ever came along. If I could sit down on the porch with J.J. Kale, I would probably just sit there and be very happy about it. But then he'd be too rich. I wouldn't be able to afford the porch. Anyway, this is the breeze, and this is weekend gardening.
0: garden
9: mama here to ask what about your trees hmm everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service and mine is matthews tree service the metro area's oldest residential tree service they're licensed insured and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones too listen to your mama now and call matthews for free estimates in the greater jackson metro area call 601-316-8584 matthews tree service
7: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Once again, our Second Amendment rights are under attack by a group of Washington politicians. Right now, we have a large selection of ARs and other popular self-defense firearms in stock. We also have a good supply of ammunition at the best prices in the area. Finally, many of you have asked me if my wife Jane had a problem with me talking about her on our commercials. She must like them because the other day she complimented me. She said I had the perfect face for radio. I hope to see you soon at the range.
12: What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket Can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com.
9: Have you been dreaming of that perfect outdoor kitchen or entertainment space? What about that perfect sunroom?
11: G3 Services can make that dream come true. Whether it's a man cave or she shed, G3 is the answer. Owner Derek Gentry and his crew will work hard to install your fence,
9: deck, patio, or even build your barn. G3 is a trusted outdoor living space contractor. You can find G3 Services on Facebook and Angie's List. Call them today or email Derek at dgentry01 at gmail.com. Turning 65 or new to Medicare? Get a $0 premium Medicare plan. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Humana can help making getting care more affordable with our $0 premium plans. You'll enjoy all the benefits you've come to expect and more. Your dollar already has enough to do. Helping you with the budget is only right. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Of uh, personal privilege, I'm going to tell you that Scarlet Begonia is the name of this tune. is uh, important to me because a red begonia was the first plant that was ever given to me to be my own very one to grow, and I sure did like it. And I'm still growing red begonias. I've got uh, four or five different kinds of begonias, and two of them are reds. So <laughs> I guess it turned out to be a good choice that they made for me in the first place. Um, I'm also going to take a point of personal privilege and tell you that I'm lucky enough to have um, a sister who is having a birthday today, and she doesn't need any wishes from anybody because she's, she's perfectly happy to be having a happy birthday. But if you need something to think about today, think about the fact that indeed i do have a big sister and indeed if you had a big sister you probably did what i did and that is to say you took cues from your big sister you wanted to be just like her and when it turned out that you weren't that's when you had to find your own way a lot of the things that make my sister her self are what make me myself because i couldn't be as good as her and you know it's true if you have a big sister we all feel that way um I, i was not I was not as smart. I was not as thin. I was not as beautiful. And I was certainly, certainly not as gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the good news is that I talk for a living. And I think part of how come I did this because I was so shy and couldn't speak up. But I think my parents knew that I was going to need to because I was going to need other skills. And so they helped me learn how to talk, and thankfully they did, because that lets me be here with you here today, and lets me wish my sister a happy birthday in a way that a lot of people couldn't do. Homer's in Clarksdale. Let's talk about fertilizer. What's on your mind, Homer?
13: Hey, uh, Miss Neil, how you doing? Hey,
9: doing, doing great. Thank you. Glad it, you're here.
13: It's a great, great show. Uh, always other information besides gardening, but I just I listen to you. But anyway. I wanted to ask you, you know, I raise greens,
6: and
13: mm-hmm. I'm looking at a, I use, uh, try, I don't use any synthetics. Uh, I want to, I use my agronite quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
13: And I, mm-hmm. the soil. I don't put any out. And now, I've started to research uh, fertilizer, and I came across one called azomite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you, you, what, do what's your opinion on that? I mean, is it good? Uh, it, it's an organic fertilizer. Uh,
9: I don't have, I don't have an opinion about it because I haven't used it. But I'm going to tell you basically okay. how I choose my organic fertilizers. Um, first of all, I, I pick a product, and this this is just so practical it sounds silly, but it's true. I pick a product that I can buy more than once. In other words, something that... Is available, And by that, yeah. the, the reason I say that is because I don't like to get started and like something and then can't go back and get it again. So that's why organite has been so good for you because it's available every year. So if you, for example, if you go and you get a, you see a bagged compost or you see a bagged um, organic fertilizer, just ask it at, at your co-op or your garden center if this is going to be here again next year cuz you, you if the worst thing that ever happened to me was something i really liked and it turned out afterwards i needed to order it and it was going to cost me an arm and a leg <laughs> and i was growing tomatoes right. at the time for market and i couldn't spend any more money than i could spend so i had to go a different direction i didn't really like that so that's the first thing the second thing is to look at how many other things are in it in other words for your greens you need mostly nitrogen but you do need a, a little bit of the other stuff, and that's why millorganite is good too, because it does have a little bit of phosphorus, a little potassium, and a whole bunch of trace elements are in there. So make sure you're not just getting nitrogen. Sometimes you'll see chicken litter, for example, and it will be um, five one one. That's fine because in the organic world, that's a whole lot of nutrient capacity, but it's still going to be more nitrogen than anything else. On the other hand, if you find one that it says. Ten zero zero, then you know that that's just simply organic nitrogen. It's that's not going to be anything else to it. You know, so you're looking for one that has a little bit of the other elements in it as well. Um, I, I'm really glad. I, I wish I could eat some of your greens as we're standing here talking today, because when they're grown with just a natural fertilizer, I got to tell y'all, the taste is so much better. <laughs>
13: And that's what everybody tells me. Mm-hmm. Everybody I sell greens to, they tell me, they come back and say, these greens taste different from, <laughs> uh, they are so good. It's They're so true. French.
9: It is so, so they true. They
13: have taste to them
9: thank you homer i appreciate your testimonial because it's the truth (laughs) take care of yourself see you soon Hmm, juke joint festival hmm clarksdale hmm well we'll see about that (laughs) see what's going on now listen y'all i got one more thing i have to share with you today because it's too crazy not to and that is we now have found out everybody's so excited about photosynthesis plants can photosynthesize. Can you imagine they can take sunlight and turn it into energy and grow from it? Well, it turns out that the very earliest things on this earth, the cyanobacteria can also do this. The very earliest bacteria had the tools to make that crucial step, the the part of it that that you know is we, we really thought it took billions of years to develop this ability in in anything. But if everything can do it, then we need to be more optimistic about the potential for other planets to have life as we could recognize it. We don't know yet because we're not there, but we had previously shown that the biological system for oxygen production was old, but we didn't know how old it was until now, and it's very, very exciting. Life on Earth has evolved as we understand it because that's where we began, and now we know where we are now. I don't really care whether you think it happened in a minute, whether you think it happened in eons, whether whether you think it happened in seven days. I'm, I'm not concerned about that part because I do believe that the universe, that my supreme being can do anything at any rate, at any pace that is chosen. OK, that's just how great I feel about the deity. And I don't have any problem understanding that these bacteria could have been practicing. They could have been beginning the photosynthetic process. I'm so glad it's that way because then we know by the time it got up to bigger plants and got to us that we were clearly intended to survive on photosynthesis. If the plants didn't photosynthesize, we wouldn't have any lunch. (laughs) Let's face it. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to grow either. And now that the research from um, UT's Southwestern S- Institute is letting us know about how the niches are that make bones and that make immunity, we are learning so many things we did not know, and I, I hate that we had to learn it during a pandemic. I hate all of that. But I'm so glad that we're taking the knowledge and moving it forward. I hate that we're having the experiences that we're having in some cases, but I do know that it makes all of the more precious times, the family times, and the love times even more precious. Well, let's face it, trial by fire is not something new, and everybody in our universe, feels like particularly the gardeners, but certainly everybody feels like they've been tried by fire, freeze, cold, hot, rain, flood, and yes, COVID nineteen. All in this last year. That's why we hang together. That's why we get together. That's why we talk about gardening. That's why we work together. That's why my email box is full, MamaOnAir at yahoo and that's why I am grateful. I am grateful to all of you for being here for listening, for texting, for calling, and for being gardeners, for being part of the world that's greener today than it was yesterday. And guess what? It's going to get really green in the next few weeks, so stick around. Come back and see me again next Saturday for more weekend gardening.
4: And gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication.